You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday. July the 7th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today after an exciting, electric, satisfying, and much-needed win for the St. Louis Cardinals as they down the San Francisco Giants 6-5 in last night's late action. The first place San Francisco Giants as they remain a half a game ahead of the Los Angeles Dodgers the Dodgers. Lost in walk-off fashion yesterday as well. But if you want general Locked On MLB coverage, head over to Locked On MLB. We are brought to you in part today by Spotify Greenroom. Uh, so be sure to download the app and join me tomorrow uh, to get in on the action. Um, you can have a conversation with me. I'll be going sometime live tomorrow for the off day, so stay tuned for my Twitter for that. Speaking of, follow the Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And email the show anytime at lockjohncards at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so so big win. We're going to talk about the win yesterday as well as kind of, you know, if you want a more in-depth preview for the game today, I did that on yesterday's show. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff to break down from yesterday's game. Before I want to do that, I want to kind of talk generally about why I think this series win could be a difference in a series win. And then I'll get into the offense and the pitching, and again a, a slight preview. And, and you know, the Cardinals all of a sudden have a bit of a bit of momentum, just a, just a touch. Don't don't you know? I'm not trying to get overly excited here. But the Cardinals are now third in the National League Central, eight and a half back of the Milwaukee Brewers. As the Brewers did not play yesterday, they are scheduled to play today against the New York Mets. Cardinals two games back of the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds are uh, 44 and 41. They had a tough heartbreaker loss last night as well. So all of a sudden you look up and Cardinals are a little bit closer than they were two, three days ago. And at this point, that's all you can ask for. Chip, chip, chip away. Um, win series, sweeps are, are super nice. And I think that today they need to sweep. Obviously you want to sweep, but bare minimum, Cardinals have to start winning some series. And they've already done that. They've already secured a series win. And yes, I know that the Giants um, are 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're... Um, and all, all this stuff. They were five and five heading into this series, or I'm sorry, six and four heading into this series in their last ten. Injuries have struggled. That they've been struggling this um, last two or three weeks. I really don't care. It's a first place team. You're on the road, and you won it in exciting fashion, six to five. And your your bullpen bent but did not break. This this win feels different. Because it wasn't squeaking by the Miami Marlins. It wasn't beating on a historically really bad team in the Arizona Diamondbacks. It was beating the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco. In a year when they were in first place and statistically had the best record in all of baseball. Again, like I've said before, does this series win fix everything? And do I think the Cardinals front office should still stand pat? No. Paul DeYoung is a problem at shortstop. And Mundo Sosa, while he had an incredible night last night, I don't believe is the long-term option either. Tommy Eben has turned it around, but you still got to wonder, do you still want him manning second base every day in and day in and day out? Or would you rather have Sosa man second base and get a new shortstop? Questions galore. 
Harrison Bader still, I think, in my opinion, is a question mark. Um, you know, he had, had a double yesterday, which was good, but you still got to wonder what you're going to get from Bader. Still some holes in this roster. Still some things the front office could do to improve this team. Absolutely. But the bullpen yesterday, with no Gallegos, with no Reyes, did its job. Adam Wainwright was not as sharp as he could have, not as sharp as he has been, but he also got the job done. So this win is a team win. It was an exciting win. And, you know, I thought that maybe that, you know, this reminds me a bit of the win against the Dodgers a while ago when Mookie Betts hit the fly ball to left field and Tyler O'Neill leapt up and caught it and, you know, the Cardinals could go for a series win the next day and you thought, okay, momentum boosting and then Martinez fell flat the next day. So we, we, we've seen this before. So we don't want to get too tripped up on guaranteeing that this is going to be a momentum boosting win and the Cardinals are going to go all the way now and that this, this is a turnaround. It very well might be and this win does feel a little bit different. And that that's why I am pretty high and pretty positive right now. This team still has holes to fix. This team still has work to do because they've got a game tonight against the Giants and then three at the Cubs. And I don't care how bad the Cubs are scuffling, when the Cardinals are in town, it's always a good one. Always. So we, we'll, we'll see. But it was a good overall win yesterday. For whatever reason, catching a f- pop fly, a fly ball, was the hardest thing to do in the world yesterday for St. Louis. Carlson came in, or not came in, did, did his job in the last inning, obviously. But Sosa dropped one, DeYoung dropped one. DeYoung's was an error. That one should have been caught anyways. Bader didn't take charge twice. I think Bader is one of, if not the best, defensive outfielders in all of baseball. There are certain times, though, where he just doesn't always take complete charge of a fly ball. And again, he, there, there was one of them where he threw to third and got it out, and Nolan Arnauto was slid into, and everybody was worried, oh, is he hurt? Arnauto seemed to take a little bit of exception to the slide, so he still got an out there because of the base running, but one of them a run scored on. Jaskrimski scored, scored from first on a pop-up in short center field. That's a run. And yes, this Cardinal outfield defense overall when O'Neill, Bader, and Carlson are all healthy, is very solid defensively. Don't get me wrong. But I still, and again, the, the wind could have been a factor there, but I, I was just kind of, you know, a, l- a little disappointed in, in the amount of pop-ups that did drop, especially once Andrew Miller came into the game. All right, so let's go ahead and get into th- this game kind of, kind of specifically now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a first break here. And then we're going to go and get into the offense. Because the offense saw a lot, a lot, a lot of good things. And to be honest with you, despite the heroics of the pitching in the latter innings, the offense is the biggest positive to me. So that's where I'm going to start. Um, so offensive talk and giving a lot of praise to the Cardinals. 3-4 punch of Nolan Gorman. <laughs> Whoa, Nolan Gorman. That's a couple years away. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Or Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. However you want to phrase it. Goldenado. Uh, they, they performed yesterday. So give praise to them and praise to the rest of the offense while also highlighting some, just a couple of areas that uh, need to improve. So uh, more Cardinal talk coming up here in just a moment. One of the sponsors today is the title sponsor, and that is Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, and athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Cardinals 
tomorrow. So yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or even just rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even be have a chance to feature it on the show through our Green Room conversations to research or join me tomorrow. Go download the free Green Room app now and currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile link or Twitter. Join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at LJ Fastball to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. And again, I'm planning to be live tomorrow during the off day. And I can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Cardinals. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Offense able to muster up 13 hits yesterday. Dan McLaughlin saying on the broadcast that it's the first time they've done that since a uh, series against the Cincinnati Reds, um, which is over a month ago. So, yeah, this this offense was a long time coming. And the, the, the two big killers were Paul Goldschmidt and Lorna Arnauto. Molina and Sosa also had three hit days. But Golden Auto driving in four runs, having a homer in there. Golden with a two RBI hit. That's what this offense is designed to do, in my opinion. This offense needs to have Goldschmidt Arenado producing because when they produce, this team is a heck of a lot better, and this lineup is a heck of a lot deeper. You can't tell me that the offense is going to get worse if Goldschmidt Arenado don't produce, or if they, if they do produce. They make this lineup deadly. That is why... Arnado was brought in to bring another lengthener into this lineup with Goldschmidt. Because your deadliest batter is only going to get pitches to hit if he's got somebody to protect him. And now Goldschmidt has that. Arnado had that in Molina from time to time when O'Neill's healthy, both from a physical standpoint and a food standpoint. Uh, Arnado has that as well. This lineup is so much deeper when those two are going and these two always kill the Giants. Arnado is first among active players and um, extra base hits, home runs, runs driven in, hits um, against the Giants. And again, he's had a lot of chances to play him. He played him 19 times for close to eight years. 19 times a year for eight years. So, you know, he's had some experience against these Giants. And it's one of those things that it's kind of bizarre because this Giants team has changed a lot over the... um, you know, the last 10 years, as any team tends to do. But nevertheless, Arnado continues to hit San Francisco pitching. And he got it started off right away because you thought maybe, okay, Cardinals got a win on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Monday, facing Johnny Cueto. Maybe Cueto turns back the clock a little bit and dominates St. Louis. And Nolan said, if he's going to dominate, it's going to be after the first inning because he hits a two-run shot on the top of the first on a breaking ball that that uh, changed up. And Arnado has been hammering breaking pitches this season. And to me, the first inning is the most important when you're looking at how can you get to a starting pitcher. Don't let them settle in. Credo is not able to settle in. His final line wasn't terrible. As he goes, six innings, nine hits, four earned, the one homer given up, two Arenado, seven punch outs as well. Um, his ERA rises from four to 4.15. So anytime you get a pitcher's ERA to rise, that's a win for me. And then Goldschmidt as well had the big knock in the fourth inning to give the Cardinals the lead at the time. 
Uh, then the Cardinals scoring as well in the seventh and eighth on a Sosa home run and a Yadier Molina uh, two strike RBI knock to right field against former Cardinal John Brebbia. The key to this offense as well is scoring in multiple innings. But a lot of times this year, I mean, heck, even just on Sunday, Bader hits a two-run shot, and you think, okay, way to go. You know, let's pile on. They didn't score any other inning in that game. So this offense needs to be more uh, resilient. They need to be more aggressive, and they were. They got two in the first, two in the fourth, and an inning or a run in the innings seven and eight. And the bullpen faltered a little bit, giving up two runs in the eighth, but did not break, kept the lead intact, so offensively, I have very, very little complaints. Very little complaints. Three for six with, with runners in scoring position. Um, they only had one double play. Had a five two-out RBIs. Really impressive. And Adam Wainwright even said in the postgame that uh, the first two game, these first two games were just validation that we should be playing a lot better than we have been. We're a better team than we've shown. And these last couple of games, we beat a tough team in their park with a very great, tough crowd to play in front of. And it looked, end quote. And it looked cold there yesterday as well. So Nolan getting one out is very impressive as well as Sosa. You know, Sosa played second yesterday after O'Neal was, was out of the lineup. I alluded to it, but he was out of the lineup because he had an, an allergic reaction to some food he ate. So hopefully he's back in the lineup tonight. Um, but Sosa going three for four, two infield hits. I get it. Not like he had th- three doubles or whatever, but he had two infield hits and then a home run. I mean, I'm not trying to say Sosa's a long-term option. He has some guffaws defensively. He, you know, he doesn't go three for four every day or anything like that. He's not lighting up the world anymore. But Paul DeYoung went over four with three strikeouts yesterday. Uh, Brendan Schaefer, post-dispatch, tweeted out that he's never seen Paul DeYoung this lost before in a baseball field. I mean, he is just swinging at what seems like everything, breaking ball after breaking ball, not making contact. He'll hit a homer every once in a while, run into one. But DeYoung just, I don't think, is cut out for a major league shortstop right now. And again, I'm not trying to say Sosa should get the job and... um, had the job forever. The Cardinals shouldn't look into the free agent class upcoming or shouldn't even look for a trade option because I think they should. You know, I think if, if they're going to be buyers, if they get a little bit of a winning streak here and get themselves within striking distance, they need to become buyers. They need an arm or two or three, and they need a shortstop. Badly. Carlson at the top also had a rough day as he goes 0 for 4. Outside of, of, of Wainwright, Carlson and DeYoung were the only offers. They went 0 for 8 yesterday with six punch outs. Can't have that going on. And, you know, credit to Carlson. He did not take his offensive woes, and Schilt talked about this, Arnado talked about this, did not take his offensive woes to the field, still was able to make an incredible catch to, to end the game and keep his head in the game on a ball that very well could have ended the game. Um, if that gets by him or if that makes contact with the wall. But nevertheless, Carlson stays with it and, and makes the catch. Carlson, uh, I, I still think, is trying to find his footing at the major league level. I think he's still trying to adjust to the league. I mean, over his last seven games, he's 3 for 29 with, with a 103 average. Last 15 games, he's 12 for 60 with a 200 average. Uh, just just not quality at bats right now from Dylan Carlson. But again, credit to for him to bring to not bringing that to the field and making an incredible you know possible season defining catch in left field. 
So again, not a lot of complaints offensively, but DeYoung needs to get it going, or the Cardinals need to make a move. I think it needs to be the latter. I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I had confidence in DeYoung, but right now between, you know, we talk about the make-or-break years that I've talked about a, a little bit on the show that the Cardinals are having right now. One was for O'Neal. I think he, he has made it, you know, barring some unforeseen incredible slump. Bader, I think, is going to make it because he's looked somewhat productive um, since coming off the injured list. Needs, needs to keep it up, though. Can't just go for a week or two. DeYoung seems to, to have it broken. And I just I, I just don't know what DeYoung brings because he even had an air yesterday. He, he, overall, he's pretty solid at, at shortstop, but I, I just don't know what DeYoung brings to your team other than running into a home run every couple weeks and then getting hot for a week and then nothing else for a month and a half. Again, I like DeYoung as a person. I'm sure he's he's a fine guy. He, ISU grad, the tour, you know, ISU is in Bloomington Normal, which is where I'm from, where I'm at right now recording this. And I'm sure he's a fine guy and all that good stuff, smart, whatever, but just not cutting it out at the major league level right now. And you know, I think shortstop was one of the weaker positions the Cardinals have. You know, Yachty's had a nice couple of days, um, you know, nice week, really, past week. So, you know, you, got, you expect league average from Yachty the rest of the way. You expect the league average from whoever is at second base, Sosa or Edmund, above league average and left third and first. And, you know, center field and right field and Bader and Carlson are, are going to run into a couple. You know, I hope Bader doesn't get too home run happy. But, you know, talking about the offense and the immense struggles and maybe it was just the, the process is not getting results. I don't think DeYoung's processes are, are correct. Yeah, he had that one talk with Ryan Leduk and he hit a home run. That, that's fantastic. That, that's fine. Um, and, and I think that the coaching staff has a legitimate, somewhat legitimate, um, you know, opinion in that the turnaround began in Colorado. They just weren't getting the results. And, you know, maybe Schilt, when he said, okay, D. Wu, I'll show you some numbers tomorrow and you might be surprised. But I don't know. The results matter in this game. But I just think that, you know, even if even if the, the coaches have want to say June was just a really bad month, this team is better, yada, 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 that doesn't mean this team is perfect. World Series championship teams tend to not have really bad months. Yeah, you can bring out the outliers of the 2011 Cardinals or the 19-31 and 31 start that the 2019 Washington Nationals got off to. Yeah, I, I get it. Th- those, those runs happen. It's possible. But St. Louis got in because they had a magical last 30 games. They climbed 10 and a half games in the last 30 days, which is unheard of. And Washington only got in because there was, um, you know, two wild card spots and because Christian Yellows wasn't playing right field for the Milwaukee Brewers. So it's just little things like that, not, not to delegitimize either World Series championship run, but a lot of things, my, my point is, a lot of things have to happen to go correct for you. A lot of things have to go the right way if you're going to get off to these horrific months. Can't bank on that every single year. Can't bank on every little thing going right after just an abysmal month to try and get you back into the playoff race. So this team needs a, needs an improvement at shortstop right now. I think offensively, that's, that's one of the bigger moves I want them to make is an improvement at shortstop. And if they want to try and ride it out and try and, you know, spend the big bucks on Simeon, Correa, Seager, um, Story, one of those guys... That's fine, but then Sosa's got to play for the rest of the way this season. DeYoung's just not cutting out anymore. But like I said, enough of the negatives. Offense was solid yesterday, 6-5 to win over the Giants. Pitching, Wainwright labored through five innings, 
ended up getting the win, but this is a great example of why wins are silly or sillier than, than they used to be when you have all this other data to manage. You know, Wainwright goes eight call, shutout or, you know, eight complete innings, nine complete innings against the Phillies and gets a loss. Looks incredible, sh- incredibly sharp, incredible stuff. And then he goes five innings, goes up three earned, walks four, doesn't pitch well, and gets a win. Baseball's a funny game. That's a funny, weird stat. Nevertheless, is what it is. Wainwright pitched well enough and kept the Cardinals in the game. So talk about pitching in segment number three coming up here in just a short moment. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, has a limited time flavor, and it is Grasshopper Cookie. It's available this week only, July 6th through the 9th, using the Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this is the Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor, without all that sugar. This bar has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 milligrams of sugar. But if you don't want a grasshopper cookie, that's fine. We still encourage you to check out all the Built Bar flavors. They have nine incredible ones. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. My favorite is that Double Chocolate. Can't have enough chocolate for me, and that Double Chocolate is pretty satisfactory. If you haven't tried all the flavors, get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Heck, get a mixed box. Get a mixed box and a grasshopper cookie bar. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you'd like. They're all tasty. They're all incredibly healthy. So order right now. Right now, what are you waiting for? Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. 15% off your order plus delicious tasty Built Bars plus a limited time flavor. You can't go wrong. Once again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Like I mentioned, Adam Wainwright gutted through five innings. You know, he, he was not the sharpest that he's been. The wind was was howling. He mentioned that the wind almost knocked him down a couple times looking in for signs. But he gutted through. Kept the Cardinals in the game. Gutted through a start. That's what veterans do. That is what veterans do. That is what guys like Wainwright do. They know how to pitch. They know how to get through the elements. That, that's something that you're not going to see from a Johan Oviedo probably. He's probably going to blow up a couple times. And we've seen it from Wainwright, too. Don't get me wrong. Wainwright's not a perfect guy, or not, 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 not a perfect pitcher, but Wainwright was able to gut through yesterday in a game that the Cardinals needed to win. Because we're not just getting... We're, we're past the point of the Cardinals. Yeah, it'd be nice if they won a couple more series, or, man, a couple things would like to go their way. No, they, they need to start winning games in bunches. And they're going to start winning games at the bullpen pitches like they did last night. Miller only got one out, gave up a hit, but... The, the, the pop-up scenarios when Miller was in the game were ridiculous. Ryan Helsley comes in and continues to dominate with inherited runners. He had two inherited runners. Neither one of them scored. Love that. Ending in two-thirds, a strikeout, only threw 16 pitches on the night, nine for strikes. Uh, you know, if Sosa doesn't hit that home run and you don't have to pinch hit Rondon, I would have loved to see Helsley stay in a game. Stay in for, for another inning. Save the bullpen. Then you've probably got G- Gant for today. You've got Cabrera for today. Miller for today. Nevertheless, it's fine. Because the Cardinals got a win and they were able to piece it together. And I still think Helsley is available today, I would imagine. Um, so you still got most of these guys available today. After Helsley, Gant 
two-thirds of an inning, gives up a run. Genesis Cabrera, is, you know, he's got an electric arm, but sometimes he just doesn't locate real well. He gives up three hits in two-thirds of an inning, walking a strikeout. And the, the final pitch of the night, Miller, not Andrew Miller, mind you, but a new player the Cardinals picked up, Justin Miller. This was his second appearance with the Cardinals um, in 2021. He, I mean, he was a Washington National. Derek Gold pointed this out like, like three days ago. And all of a sudden, Miller is thrust into this ninth inning, tenth situation. He's got runners on the corners. And now he's got to get a win. You know, he was employed by a different team a couple of days ago. Now he's got to, to, to get a win. He gets Chadwick Tromp to pop out on a 2-1 pitch. And then he gets um, Jason Vossler, to, again, to hit that incredible fly ball that Dylan Carlson made a remarkable catch on. So... It was incredible work by the bullpen to, to to bend but not break, especially in that ninth inning. And again, one of those runs that, that scored was on a Wilmer Flores quote-unquote double that scored Mike Krzyzewski. That was a pop-up that, that should have been caught. That would have been caught on a normal day. And again, not to make excuses, put the ball in play, things happen, it played out fine. But you know that that's something that... That, 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 that's, that moment right there is one of those things that like, what are you going to do as a pitcher? You got to pop up. You got what you need. You got weak contact. What are you going to do? There's not a whole lot to do. The pitchers made their pitchers yesterday. Yes, they, they gave up five runs yesterday. Um, all the all of them earned. But still, at the end of the day, I thought the pitchers made their pitches yesterday. Helsley, a great example. Justin Miller, a great example. Even even Andrew Miller, he got pop ups. He got he induced weak contact. That's all you can hope for. You can hope the ball. You know, bounces your way. It didn't a lot of the times last night in St. Louis, but you know, at the end of the day, the one that mattered did, and Dylan Carlson made the catch. So I, I talked about it on the show. It's well known when this team pitches well, they win. Starting pitching wasn't great yesterday, but overall pitching was, and they got the job done and got the win. Series is won. Great. Success. It's getaway day. The Cardinals don't play tomorrow. Therefore, you should not see a getaway lineup. You should not see a getaway day lineup. It should be all regulars in there today. Go for the sweep. Go for the throat. They swept the Diamondbacks. Did very little in Colorado. Go for the throat in San Francisco. Get the sweep. Prove that you can do it. And again, I, I'm not trying to just look past the two wins, but again, like I said on the Locked On Now video that I posted on the, the Instagram and Twitter last night, these this is two wins out of 162. Two great wins. Y- y- yes, I understand that. But what's next? It's always what's next in the sports business, and it, it sucks. It, it, it's exhausting to ask that time and time again. It's always what have you done for me lately. But again... Two out of 162 ain't going to get it done. Cardinals are one game below 500. It would be incredible if the Cardinals could get a sweep at San Francisco and go into Chicago at 500 with all the momentum in the world against a struggling Cubs team. Now that said, I kind of hope that the Cubs win today. I know that's like probably a sin for me to say, but I would really not like them to be on a 12-game losing streak heading into... Uh, the series against um, St. Louis. I'd like for them to win today or tomorrow so that way they've at least w- lost once. 
So that way, that you know, that they're not coming in. Oh, we got to win this game. Everything's into this game. You know, win, win one game, please. <laughs> and we'll go from there. What's next? Miami sweep didn't do anything. Arizona sweep didn't do anything. Maybe a Giants sweep will. Maybe a Giants sweep will prove to be a Giants momentum booster. Maybe. Just maybe. That's all I've got for you guys today. Uh, today's show is also brought to you in part by Locked On Today. Go listen to Locked On and uh, Locked On Today. Um, and the question of the day there is why one NFL playmaker wants out of New England. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And you can email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com with questions, comments, complaints, or concerns. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, and again, be sure to stay alert for the uh, green room announcement. It should be sometime in the uh, afternoon evening. Uh, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.